Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Appleseed Project is the sponsor of the Rifleman Radio Show, and the Appleseed Project is the <clears throat> the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to producing the absolute finest. Rifle marksmanship course in the nation today, and also to remembering the men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775, in order to ensure that our freedoms and our liberties were safeguarded, to stand up for their beliefs, their ideas on what the nation should be. And it's the Revolutionary War Veterans Associations. Uh, it's our duty to honor these folks, and we honor them by remembering them. Uh, a huge part of the uh, the process of honoring them is done at the rifle marksmanship events that we hold every single weekend of the year. Somewhere in the nation, there are about a dozen Appleseed rifle marksmanship events being held and at these events we make it uh, our special duty to honor the folks who stood together on April 19, 1775 we tell the story about them what they did at Lexington at the North Bridge in Concord 
along Battle Road back to Boston. <clears throat> We'd like to welcome everyone to the to the show tonight, and uh, we'll get started right off the bat. We've got a lot of events, uh, a lot of events coming up. Every single and that's no special news. Every weekend, uh, every weekend of the year, every single one. Anywhere you go uh, or anywhere you look uh, in the United States, every state is hosting Appleseed events. And every weekend, you're guaranteed to be able to find one somewhere in the United States. We just got through, I just got through this last weekend with a shoot in Amarillo, Texas. And it was a great group of folks there. There's, it always surprises me, and it shouldn't, but it always surprises me that the folks that attend Appleseeds are the Apple's absolute best folks in the nation. And like I said, it shouldn't surprise me because I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, and it's always the same. <clears throat> At every event, there's always a large group of folks who are simply the best folks the nation has to offer. And... Uh, I say it shouldn't surprise me, and it shouldn't, but it always does, because I always think that with all that's going on in our nation, that obviously there must be uh, be, uh, a shortage of American patriots, a shortage of folks willing to do uh, what it takes to ensure that our freedoms and liberties are safeguarded. And yet, every Saturday morning, at the beginning of the Alpseed rifle marksmanship event there standing in front of me is a huge group of american patriots willing to do what it takes to ensure that our freedoms and liberties are safeguarded and uh, and the event in amarillo was absolutely no different a great group of folks including a lot of kids a lot of kids at this event and uh, and a lot of concerned uh, adults but we had a great shoot uh, the temperature was uh, the temperature was was nice and toasty, uh, about a hundred and uh, hundred. It was a, a hundred, and, I believe, a hundred and two in the shade. Uh, so the the, the temperature uh, in the sun was a bit, uh, probably a bit stronger. Uh, I know my skin got uh, a lot of good radiation burns, and uh, luckily we had a bit of a wind uh, to keep us going. To keep us uh, to keep the heat from absolutely uh, to be absolutely uh, untakeable, but uh, we had a bit of a wind with us. And we uh, had several folks from the shoot in Amarillo <clears throat> who are well on the way to producing uh, events in other parts of the state. Uh, also, was a very uh, a very heartening. To hear that. All right. Here we are. Now, if I wanted to find a, a an Appleseed event, here's what I would do. I would go to appleseedusa.org or rwva.org. That's the home page. Look at the top of the tabs. I would look at the, the far left side on the top. There is a tab that says Appleseed. You put your cursor on that, and you've got a drop-down drop down menu that says Schedule. On the schedule, 
you click on that, and it'll take you to the page that I'm going to read off here, and that will list by the date, by month, uh, weekend, uh, in alphabetical order, the upcoming shoots. <clears throat> so for this coming weekend, June 12th and 13th, we'll get started with Columbiana, Alabama. The same weekend is Douglas, Wyoming. Estacada, Oregon, Jackson, Wyoming, Lewiston, Idaho, Lincoln, Nebraska, Marshall, Minnesota, Miamisburg, Ohio, Montpelier, Virginia, New Bremen, New York, Ottawa, Illinois, Stark, Florida, Tacoa, Georgia. That takes us to the June 19th and 20th weekend, which begins in Bennington, Vermont, Bonfield, Illinois, Carrollton, Kentucky, Castro Valley, California, Chaplin, Connecticut, Davila, Texas, Grand Island, Nebraska, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Mariposa, California, New Philadelphia, Ohio, North Fayetteville, North Carolina, Osage Beach, Missouri, Piru, California, Perrier, Tennessee, Sacramento, California, Yanceyville, North Carolina. That takes us to the the weekend of the 26th and 27th. Now, there's an event listed here for the 24th and 25th. Uh, we might want to check and make sure that that's that that is the right date. That would be Thursday and Friday uh, in Dalton, New Hampshire. Then the weekend of June 26th and 27th starts in Anderson, South Carolina, Annapolis, Maryland, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Bristol, Wisconsin, Cloverdale, Indiana. Corona, California, El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas, Eureka, Kansas, Fallon, Nevada, Gainesville, Florida, Glen Helen, California, Hinkley, Minnesota, Kaysville, Utah, Knob Creek, Kentucky, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Mayaka City, Florida, Rama, Colorado, Ramsar, North Carolina, Shreveport, Louisiana, Spearfish, South Dakota, and Stinson, West Virginia. That takes us to the first weekend, which is the 3rd and 4th of July, and that will start in Augusta, Georgia, followed by Dundee, uh, Michigan, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Camomere, Wyoming, which will take us to the July 10th, 11th weekend, which is Birmingham, Alabama, Carmi, Illinois, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Fountain, Colorado, Jericho, Vermont, Miamisburg, Ohio, Niagara, Wisconsin, Ottawa, Illinois, Piru, California, Rolla, North Dakota, St. Augustine, Florida, Simsbury, Connecticut, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Troop, New York, Aberdeen, okay, that's good. Troop, New York is uh, the July 10th and 11th, and that takes us 30 days ahead. All right. Tonight, uh, we're going to be speaking with uh, Jim Tomes from Second Amendment Patriots in Indiana. Uh, Jim's been on the show before, and we check in with him uh, uh, ever so often to make sure that we we get uh, the scoop on how things in Indiana are going. Indiana is a a great state uh, as far as Second Amendment 
freedoms, the defense of Second Amendment freedoms are concerned. And uh, Jim Tomes is right up in the, the front ranks uh, of the discussions there on this. So we'll be speaking to him in uh, in just a few minutes about how Indiana is doing. <clears throat> and uh, we'll welcome your calls. I'm sure that uh, Jim would be glad to answer any calls that you have, uh, any questions that you have uh, about what's going on there. The <coughs> Excuse me. The phone the phone number here is uh, 347-308-8790. Once again, that's 347-308-8790. If you're uh, if you're listening to the show, we invite you to follow the show in the on with the online chat that follows the program. Uh, I'm having a, a bit of a difficult time getting it to open for me, but I'm sure that there's there's folks in the online chat. There's always uh, uh, okay. Here we are. <clears throat> there's always a good number of uh, Appleseed uh, members and instructors in the online chat who are always willing to uh, answer any questions there that you have. If you have any questions that you want uh, that you'd like to to ask uh, on air. You can call in, or if you just like to ask them uh, in the online chat, I try to keep up with it, and uh, and I'll try to uh, to answer your questions that you post in the online chat on the air. So, uh, and then I believe that there are some folks who want to uh, call in to make some announcements, uh, and uh, if they can just post the numbers, the numbers that they're calling from uh, into the. Uh, into the online chat, I'll be glad to. I'll be glad to uh, get them on the on the air also. <clears throat> okay, excuse me, my my throat and my voice is, uh, I guess, a bit raggedy, a bit dry. We had a long weekend of uh, of calling the line, and then I had the uh, last day and a half of bailing dry, dusty hay. About as dry and as dusty as it can get. Now we had a we had a bit of rain here uh, last week, but this time of the year, uh, the, uh, an inch or a half inch of rain is only good for a, a few days. And uh, and I'm currently in the middle of baling hay, and I'm telling you that uh, I don't know that they make much of a dustier uh, job than hay baling. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we'll take a, a caller real quick here. I believe this is I believe this is Chris. I wanted to just say hi to him. Uh, area code five eight zero. You're on the air. Hey, Scout. Hey, how you doing? I'm in the same situation you are. You know, getting everything ready for harvest, getting ready to cut the wheat. So we've been in both the barns all last week, breathing the you know things we got to do to get things ready to go. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The <coughs> yeah, I, we've got to. We do have one tractor, you know, that's sealed off from the elements. But usually, I, I'm, I use uh, one of the one of the other tractors. I've got four, four tractors here that uh, I use, and the one that uh, has the, uh, you know, that's the the sealed system is uh, has two flats, two large tire flats on the back, and I'm waiting for the tire company to come out and fix them. And yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, uh, hurry up, wait. 
working in a dust storm, a nonstop <laughs> dust storm, because I'm producing the dust storm uh, a couple of feet yep. behind me. Yep. It's like moon dust where I'm at right now. Everywhere you step is just boosh, 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 boosh. But other than that, though, uh, other than that, say what, sir? How are things going there in Oklahoma? Oh, we got a new state coordinator, Henchman. He graduated from uh, his college, and he said he had some spare time on his hands, so he's going to go ahead and take over as state coordinator. And like he said, we just need to get some things done. So we're going to get some things done. People are calling all over the place, wanting us to come look at ranges. And we've had to turn quite a few of them down because of safety. Safety is our main issue, and if it's not safe, we can't do it. Right. I, you know, I was, uh, before you guys got the state coordinator, I was working the, uh, I was doing the, also doing the state coordination for Oklahoma, and I got several requests from folks uh, about ranges and stuff, and you certainly, especially the uh, the private land, you certainly like to uh, accommodate anybody, because we're always looking for private land, and uh, yep. I'll put that request out here, too, that if you have uh, some private land that you would like to have, an apple seed to shoot at. We would love to bring the apple seed program to your neck of the woods. So get in touch with your state coordinator and uh, let them know that you've got some private land and that you would like to uh, you would like to to partner with the program and host an event at your area. Now we'll have to we'll have to check it out because uh, I remember one of the uh, the locations that uh, the people put forward had was. Uh, right in the middle of a whole group of of homes and everything else, and uh, and I'm sure that they may have gotten away with uh, shooting a few rounds here here and then, but uh, I don't know how how good uh, uh, forty thousand twenty two yeah yeah forty shooters times uh, five hundred rounds was going to work out there, but we'll take a look at at, at any of the uh, suggestions or any of the uh, uh, any of the folks that want to have shoots at their, on their private land there, and we would love to work with you and bring the Apple program to your uh, to your neck of the woods. One, one other thing, though, before I just go back to listening, you mentioned last week about uh, giving attaboys and kudos to some of these people that are doing great things in the, in the organization. That's you have right. to realize... You have to realize Kansas has only been with us less than eight, nine months full-time, and I went up to Eureka last weekend, and let me tell you, that's a good group of guys, and they're doing some wonderful things, and they're actually on a range that they're going to have for a while. And Anybody wants to go to Eureka, it's beautiful. It's got a swimming pool. It's got a nice soup kitchen, several different bunkhouses, plenty of parking, town's close. It's just a great location, and those guys are doing wonderful. Well, that's great. <laughs> And a big thanks to the folks in Kansas because uh, I know it's been it. When you start out in a new state, you start working there. It seems it seems a bit difficult. And uh, and I've worked with a lot of new states on this. And I hear the I'll hear the guys that are they're getting ready to do a, a shoot at a new location or maybe a first shoot in the state, uh, which is which hardly doesn't happen anymore because we we're in just about every state now. But in the beginning, you would hear the folks. Uh, you might hear a little bit of. Of concern in their voice because uh, they would say, you know, we worked long and hard on this, and we were expecting, uh, you know, a thousand shooters to show up. Uh, you know, with from all the talk uh, across the the state or at a new location, and and they only got fifty, and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's that's about the norm, uh, and that's a good crowd. Now we always want to make sure that we're doing more, and with that, let me tell you this: that uh, 
we need new locations, and we need to make sure everybody's working at them. But at the same time, we want to make sure that folks are getting the word out uh, about the current locations that we have and about uh, the uh, and promoting the program. You know, I tell folks this all the time, and that is that the real apple seed work occurs uh, starting on Sunday evening, which is the end of the Annapolis event, and running for, for another uh, 30 days until you get to the next uh, Saturday morning of the next Appleseed event. That's where the real Appleseed work takes place. That's where the promotions need to take place, all the, the searching for new, new locations, the uh, uh, getting you the in- current instructors up to speed. Uh, that's where the, all the hard work is, the the cream of the crop, the icing, is the apple seed event. So we need to make sure that we're doing, in between the events, uh, that we're doing all of the promotions that we possibly can. Every single person out there is an apple seed uh, promotions person, and and getting more folks on the line should be uh, at the top of your list for each of these shoot bosses all the way on down to the uh, the brand-new IITs. That should be on the top of your list is getting uh, new folks to attend an Appleseed event. Once a person has attended an event, I'm telling you, the, the Appleseed message is a very strong one. And once they've attended an event, they uh, nine times out of ten, and they fully grasp what we're doing, then, uh, then they're in. They're part of the program. How can you not be? How can you not understand that you have a sacred obligation uh, to safeguarding the freedoms and liberties handed down to us uh, by the founders and then by uh, all of the folks who, st- who are standing between the founders and us. And understanding that we have a sacred obligation to hand down a uh, an intact package of freedoms and liberties to those who come after us. So <clears throat> promotions should be on the top of everyone's list, and it's not a – it is a difficult job, and, it's, and I'm not going to say it's not <laughs> It is a difficult job, but it's not an uh, an unmanageable job. You can do it just by getting, uh, getting one other person to attend an event with you. And this includes all of the, uh, all of the folks who have attended the event. You don't have to be on the Appleseed staff uh, to be working to promote the program. You can uh, – you can just have attended an event, and then uh, you make it a priority for you to get your neighbor or your wife or your husband or your sons or your daughters or your grandparents and get them to an attend event with you to understand. They can understand what you're doing, what you're working towards, and what what your vision of helping the nation is. <clears throat> yeah, so... But it's hard to ride home with them when you find out they shot a 205 and they're like, I couldn't get five more points, just five more points. <laughs> well, you know, I always tell folks, uh, no matter what uh, no matter what score they make <laughs> on an AQT, unless it's a 250, yep. that, uh, that they've done a great job. Because if they were there shooting, then they heard the message, which is the most important part of the program. Yeah. The shooting is important. And I'll tell you this, that uh, we have the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the nation. And the shooting is extremely important. But the message is the most important. And listen, if you did shoot a 250 at your first time at bat, 
where would you have to go from there? <laughs> well, only down. So, so if you made anything uh, anything other than a uh, 250, you're in great shape. Well, listen, uh, you got anything else, Chris? Not at, the present, not at the present moment, sir. There's always things going on, and that's what's so neat about Appleseed. Every day is different. That's it. All right, well, listen, I'm not going to hang up, uh, but yep. I'm going to bring uh, Mr. Tomes on with us now. I've been and, and uh and like I said, if anyone has any questions they would like to ask him, you're welcome to call in. Three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Okay, we'll be back to you in a minute, Chris. <clears throat> All right, Mr. Tomes, welcome to the uh Rifleman Radio Show. Let me try that again. Mr. Tomes, is yes. it? All yes. right, well, welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show for the second time. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Uh, now, you've been on the show before, and uh, and we certainly uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to come on. And we'd like to hear uh, we'd like to hear what you have going there in Indiana. Uh, Mr. Tomes is a great uh, defender of uh, of actually of, of every uh, every freedom and liberty that we have. Uh, uh, Available to us by virtue of of being an American, and uh, he's got a lot of he's done a lot of work with the uh, Second Amendment Indiana Patriots there. What do you have going on now, Mr. Tomes? Well, we've uh, we had a pretty good uh, legislative session this year. Um, it was a three month session. Our our um, General Assembly um, they uh, convened for three months during the uh, election cycle, and uh, during this session, we got a couple of real good bills passed in the law. One of them um, allow, uh, provides for carry to the workplace, which we've been working on that for three years to get this passed. And finally we got it done so that individuals can bring their uh, farms in their vehicle to the workplace, leave it locked in the vehicle. And um, what's significant about that is that um, before we got this law, which was signed uh, by the governor and uh, it will go into effect July 1st, uh, individuals that would have a farm at a at a place of business that would had a policy that prohibited that uh, that person could lose their job, and uh, we had some cases where that did happen. And uh, some folks might think, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is that uh, a company policy like that is is actually trying to override a constitutional right, and they're prohibiting people from leaving home and going to work. And when they leave work going wherever they go to after work. If their workplace would not allow a firearm in a vehicle on their company property, that individual is at risk when they left home to go to work and at risk when they leave work to go back home or the shopping center or wherever else. So that was a significant uh, bill we got passed. And also um, we had another bill that was passed in the law which uh, protects citizens in Indiana that have a handgun license uh, it protects their uh, personal information from being accessed by organizations like news media. We had a little thing going on last year where some of the news media here throughout the state of Indiana thought it was a real neat idea for them to acquire the names of handgun license owners, which was uh, available from the Indiana State Police for, I think it was $32, you could get that list of names, and it had a lot of personal information. Well, they was put it on the Internet. Now, this is your anti-gun media that, sought um, an opportunity 
to just uh, infuriate gun owners is what that was. It, it had no, um, it had absolutely no merit other than it was uh, putting those people at risk by publicizing um, their residence and that they had firearms. So we got that law passed that protects that information from being accessed by anyone other than an agency that is uh, doing an investigative work. So that's what goes on in Indiana. We got those two laws passed, and these are the things that we do here in Indiana. We're very cautious, very uh, uh, determined uh, to protect our gun rights and advance the cause of the Second Amendment, and that's what we do. And so uh, our, our group, the Second Amendment Patriots, we've been in existence now going on our 12th year. And these are the things we've been doing here. We've, we're the group that got the lifetime handgun license passed in 2006, the only license like it in the, in the country. We've repealed gun laws. We've taken on city police agencies that have been uh, making it very restrictive or prohibit almost. Uh, uh, it, it's been a nightmare for a person to um, go in and, and apply for application for a handgun license. So we've taken on those agencies that's, that's uh, made a practice of doing that. We're very active, and uh, myself, I've been the director of this group since we started in 1999, and now myself, I'm uh, currently a candidate for the Indiana State Senate. I'm running on the Republican ticket uh, in District 49 here in Indiana, and I think that uh, it's it's time that we get some of our own uh, gun owners to run for office, and I think it would be nice if we could get someone um, like myself, for example, to um, <laughs> to uh, run for office, get elected, to where we have um, someone inside the circle, you might say, that has even more opportunity to advance our cause and to protect uh, against someone who wants to introduce anti-gun legislation or something to uh, uh, that would um, have an impact on the Second Amendment. So. Therefore, I decided I'm going to run. I had a primary I had to deal with uh, last month. Finally, we uh, we were successful in the primary, and now I'm uh, got my sights set on the November second election and the uh, general election. Right, and listen, folks, we uh, <clears throat> we can't endorse any candidates with the Alpha Project. We're a nonprofit organization, and we don't we don't endorse any candidates. We uh, but we'll bring on any candidate. You bring. We'll we'll listen to anybody. Anybody who has anything to say, we'll be glad to let them uh, come on to the program and say it from from whatever party with whatever ideas they want. We'll be glad to let them come on and tell you about their uh, their stand on everything, and then you will make your decision. And that's how uh, politics works. That's how the uh, the election of uh, our governing officials works. Uh, in America. And tonight, we're speaking to just one of the possible candidates in the program. And I'm going to keep posting the uh, the site you can go to. But if you Google uh, Jim Tomes and Second Amendment Patriots, Second Amendment Indiana Patriots, uh, it'll give you all of the, uh, the different uh, websites that you can go to and, uh, and uh, investigate uh, Mr. Tomes, for yourself, and see if uh, you would like to uh, to vote for him. Or, uh, it's, like I said, it's up to you. We don't uh, we don't endorse anyone. Uh, but but I'll tell you this: that uh, I certainly like Mr. Tomes, and uh, I'm not in Indiana. But uh, if I were there, 
after reading uh, the things that he supports, the ideas that he has, uh, I might consider voting for him uh, because uh, that's my right to vote for whoever I want to. And uh, that's kind of the whole idea behind the Appleseed Project, one of the ideas that we have, which is you can have whatever party uh, can be in power at any time. This this week it's the Democrats. Uh, the week before that it was the Republicans. Uh, the next week it may be the Republicans. The week after that it may be the Democrats. It really doesn't matter because that's kind of like the the weather. It's kind of like uh, your weekly forecast of the weather. It's going to rain this week. Uh, next week maybe there's going to be some snow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, it's always going to be changing, right? But what we want to do is instead of jacking around with the weather, we want to try and fix the climate. That means that uh, we want to be working together as an organization to ensure that the that all of the folks that we can uh, have been exposed to the Appleseed Project and to the uh, to the ideas uh, that that we hold, and that they they will eventually uh, become part of the governing body, part of the representatives of the people, uh, and be in office. I mean, we're looking at, uh, we're hopefully hopefully looking at, uh, you know, uh, eventually having an Appleseed president in uh, in the not-too-distant future. And uh, and who knows, maybe Mr. Tomes is headed that way. What do you think about that? You know, it's funny. I've had, I had a lady ask me Sunday if I would. Uh, she wants me to run for president. I said, well, let's take one thing, step at a time. But I, I think <laughs> that uh, uh, it is nice to have uh, folks that sincerely ask, and, and they weren't jesting about it. They were sincere. I had people ask me to run for governor. But I, I do think that uh, this would be a major step for a, a state senate race. I think that, um, as I said before, it would be it really be um, – beneficial to have someone who truly understands what the second amendment means it's it's true meaning and it'd be nice to have somebody who understands that what the constitution is that the constitution does impose limits on legislators that it's not do as you want anything goes and um so you know there's a lot of reasons why i'm running for office i was driven into politics because of the gun issue uh, when bill clinton started on gun control in 1994 when he pushed through his um, uh, gun control, crime control bill in 1994 and assault weapon ban. I thought, well, that that's it. I didn't spend a year in Vietnam with the 101st Airborne to come back and have a draft dodging president tell me he's going to take my guns away. That ain't going to happen. And so we formed our group in the year of 1999, and we've been around ever since. We've been involved. We, we were the Second Amendment Patriots. We received the uh, Grassroots Organization of the Year Award in 2000 from the NRA. We've uh, met with a lot of uh, distinguished people over the years. We've uh, been instrumental in uh, a lot of gun bills at our state level, going to the state capitol to testify on behalf of pro-gun bills or to fight any uh, anti-gun measures that was coming up. And this is something that all of the all of your listeners need to understand is that some people say they don't want to get involved in politics. I tell you that politics is is in our lives. It's integrated in our lives. There's no escaping it. Now we can either hide our head in it and and uh, get swallowed up in the in the 
forces and the fights that goes on, <clears throat> or we can make a determination to stand on our feet and take on our opponents and and do whatever is required of us to protect liberty, freedom, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and understand why we have to do this. Um, I had a gentleman uh, a couple days ago that I met uh, that told me he voted for me. He said, I'm really glad you won. He said, the only thing I have to say, though, I think you're too pro-gun. I said, you really? I said, in what respect? He said, well, I don't think anybody needs a semi-automatic rifle. I said, you don't. Why is that? He said, well, look, there's no need for those things. He said, uh, you can't hunt with them. He says, I don't know why anybody would want one of those. Well, naturally, I explained to him that people do hunt with those rifles. They use them in competition shooting. They collect them. They like them for uh, recreational shooting. I said, uh, and I went I, I went through the steps, A through Z, on what the Second Amendment is all about. But uh, this is a young guy, married man, two, two youngins, that uh, would be more than happy to accept a more gun control and bans on certain rifles. And I explained to him that there's no difference between guns. There's no, it doesn't matter whether it's a shotgun or a rifle. And I, I explained to him that the, 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 uh, the quote from Alan Keyes, he said that, uh, you know, evil comes from the heart, not from a barrel of a gun. But right. this is what we have to understand is that if we don't take upon ourselves, each and every one of us that's listening to this program, if we don't take it upon ourselves to bear some of the burden of protecting what it is that we hold dear to our hearts, if we think that someone else will do our fighting for us, someone else will, will go to the state capitol, someone else will defend our freedoms for us, I think we're in for a rude awakening if we if we take that attitude. It is it is it is our responsibility, it's our obligation that each and each of us do what it is we can to encourage people, encourage legislators to understand that there is a Second Amendment out here, there's the Bill of Rights, there's the Constitution, and uh, we're going to adhere to that. And, well, that's uh, right. And, uh, you know, you hear this all the time. I mean, you hear folks say, well, we don't, we don't, there's no need for that uh, that type of firearm or this type of firearm, and 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 there there's really no there's no way to to separate uh, the issues, and and certainly if you're going to look for the firearms that cause the most damage or or pain, uh, I think you would find out that they are. They, it ends up being things like the uh, the Marlin 3030 lever action, and. Uh, you know, and, and other uh, other common wheel guns, etc. So uh, the the folks not having the information is one of the uh, is one of the problems that we face. But even worse than that, I find is uh, the number of folks, especially with the youth, the number of folks now that have never handled a firearm. When I was a kid, I don't know that I knew any other. Kids, any other boys, especially young boys my age, who didn't have a rifle or who didn't uh, shoot uh, in some form or fashion, even if it was just plinking, you know that everyone I knew had a rifle, and uh, and I, you know I even got to, I even uh, sold enough of the stuff, the free stuff at uh, uh, from the FFA that uh, you know they even. They even handed me a rifle there at, uh, in the FFA at the, in the classroom there, and I took it home with me. 
I mean, and the problem that comes from that is when folks have grown up, they've spent their whole lives without ever touching a rifle, ever shooting it, ever uh, having anything to do with it, to them, the right to keep and bear, uh, the right to have a rifle or any type of firearm is really kind of just a, uh, it doesn't mean anything to them. They've never had one. So so what does it matter to them? Why would they, what do they care about it? And that, to me, seems like one of the greatest dangers that we face. Well, and it is, Michael. It is. And, and uh, you know, our, our society today, you know, is uh, we got to understand the media never lets up the pressure. They constantly, at every turn, will uh, use any opportunity to um, present guns, firearms, own, the gun ownership in a negative light. They do a bang-up job. Your, your printed media, your electronic media, your TV shows, your reporters, your newspapers, anytime there's a shooting, anything, something negative with a gun, that is always featured in every article. It's, it's, it's on your uh, 6 o'clock news, the 10 o'clock news, the shooting takes place. But there's rarely do you ever see a story that will appear where someone's used a firearm to defend themselves, where they use the farm to stop a crime, uh, you'll never see, very, rarely will you ever see a feature story done on a shooting event where you have a youth shooting event going on, which we have some of those that takes place here in the Evansville area. Uh, and so, that again, like I say, we we can, our side has two options. We can uh, we can sit still, we can stay home in our living room, watch TV, we can, we can do that, we can watch Dancing with the Stars or America's Got Talent, or we can occasionally dedicate some time to attend, uh, to join a gun club, to attend um, some meetings, to attend a meet your legislator meeting and state our cause down there, present ourselves if there's something that they're doing in uh, in our state, in our town, an ordinance, whatever it might be, to go down there to those meetings and stand up, take a stand. Um, you're more than welcome to do that. Every one of them I've attended the legislator is always happy to see people come to those things and stand up and present a question or a statement. And again, it's it, it's going to take action on our people. We we can think well, our, we're always going to have that range to go to and shoot our apple seed programs or or to go and target practice or shoot clay birds. But I'm telling you that some areas have lost their ranges because of the uh, the members, the individuals that just fail to just exercise a little spare time of their own and dedicate it. To uh, being involved, to see well, you to see it the, that, uh, go ahead. The, the attitude of, of most of most Americans, and the, and the reasons they have the saying that's all that's required for uh, for for evil to succeed is for good men to say nothing, and that that is has been the case over and over again. And the reason that happens, I think, a lot is because the folks uh, folks who see uh, see the truth of things. A lot of times they look at that and they say there, there's no way that this could occur because it's just uh, there's no way that this could succeed, whatever it is, a bill or a, a statute, anything. There's no way this could succeed because everyone involved knows that it's not a good one. But that's the most that they do. They say, well, it's not going to succeed because because no one's going to say anything. And they don't go and say anything. So the few people who decided that it's a bad idea, they end up winning out and uh, – and that's a that's a trend that we're trying to reverse. I mean, we're well, trying I think it's to one get... of the things. That's one of the things that's been uh, 
one of our focal points with the Second Amendment Patriots, and that is to show people that um, you can affect the change in your life, in your future. You can you can um, set a course for your destiny if you choose to do that. And we've showed people the power we have when we work together. We have an immense amount of power, but we just seldom use it. And that is, like I said, write a letter, a short letter. I'm not talking about writing a, a novel to a legislator, but a, a, a sentence or two, a paragraph at the most, um, and have four of your guys, four of your buddies sit down at the kitchen table with you, and you write out in your own words, in your own handwriting, and you mail them off to that legislator. If there's something going on, whether you're trying to get a good gun bill passed or stop a bad gun bill from being passed, you pick out one or two legislators of your choice, and you send them a letter. A postcard. It doesn't cost that much. Just a few minutes of your time. So make a phone call. I remember um, when we worked the gun show some years ago, we were trying to get people to join the NRA and different groups, or we had something going on here in Indiana, whether it be a gun bill. And I had these guys would come in tell me, you know, I, and, and finally I got enough of it. I had these guys walk in the door, these heroes, you know, all macho up and everything like that. And no, I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you right now, though, if if they try to take my guns, if, it'll take them from my cold, dead hands. And I finally got tired of hearing that that cliche. And I so one day there was a group of guys walked in and they, and they laid that one on me. And I said, Well, let me ask you something. I said, Is that right? They said you're going to fight back. Huh? I said, When's the last time you ever wrapped your hands around an ink pen and wrote a letter to a legislator telling him what you're telling me, or picked up your phone in your hand and called a legislator? Well, and they just looked at me. They had no answer. I said, no. I said, that's just what I thought. I said, but you're telling me that at 2 o'clock in the morning when the agents bust in your door, you're going to shoot it out with them. I said, no, you won't. I said, you'll handle those guns over in a heartbeat. And you know why? Because your wife will tell you you're not going to lose your job in our home over them silly guns, and at that moment you'll hand them up. Right. You know? And if you, we talk about this quite quite often, and I'm telling you, if you're not willing to write a letter, then, then you're certainly not willing uh, to go stand in ranks and that's right, uh, and have some type of a uh, unlawful disobedience. There's just there's just no way. It doesn't work that that's way. And right. I can also tell you this: you know, we we owe a great debt to the folks uh, who stood together on April 19, 1775. They did. They stood in ranks, and they got shot down, and they got wounded, and they had their their homes, their farms destroyed. Uh, or, uh, or taken from them. They were hung by the neck until dead. Uh, they were chased endlessly, uh, and they spent eight long years, bloody years, being hungry and frozen and, and dying by the thousands. Now, you, I, I can guarantee you, if you would have put before those folks the options of, one, go grab your rifles, get in line, stand in line, and be prepared to lose everything you have and to spend the eight, the next eight long years. And they didn't know how long it was going to be. Prepare to spend from now until whenever this thing finishes uh, fighting, losing your lives, being wounded, losing your homes, your farms, your fortunes, your families, and, and dying by the thousands. That's option one. All right, or go into your home now, grab a piece of paper and a pen, and write a letter to your government and saying that this this will not be stood for, and and that can solve it. Now, which one do you think that they would have chosen? I, I can guarantee, guarantee you, you it would have been option two. Sure, that's right. 
But um, I tell you, Michael, it's it's a very difficult task sometimes. Now, there's some folks that um, it, they they are determined. They will stand. They will do what's necessary. They will write those letters. They they will come to a meeting. They'll attend a meeting. They will uh, make a phone call, and they will they will apply themselves. We have too many though on our side. Gun owners uh, have a habit. And I don't want to paint everybody. I'm just talking about those who, and they know who they are, who will sit back and, and ride the coattails of somebody else doing all the work. And uh, I know I've been in this fight way too long. I've been in it too many years. I know what I'm talking about. I, I know liberals, they will leave their, I don't care if they get a call. I don't care if they're in the middle of their kid's birthday party. They will drop what they're doing, and they will come to the call. If it's a rally, if it's, if, if there's a, if there's a, uh, a protest going on if they're if they're assembling somewhere to do something uh to push for more gun control whatever the whatever it is they will drop what they're doing and they will be there but i have seen i have had people on our side when they when i've made those calls to them a lot of them will come but i've had way too many of them say well jim i i'm with you there in spirit but i can't make it you know we my wife and i were going out to dinner tonight well, you know what? I don't need their spirit. I need their body. I need their presence. I need their physical presence at, at a function when we're doing something. I don't need their spirit. And this is what I want everybody to understand. If, you, if you're serious about what it is you enjoy, if you're serious about keeping your farms, if you're serious about maintaining this Second Amendment, because if we lose it, boys and girls, trust me, we'll never get it back in our lifetime. So if you're sincere and you're serious about maintaining your liberty and your freedom, then you had better quit looking around for somebody else to do your work for you. It's your obligation, and it's your responsibility. We always hear people say, I've got my rights. But do we ever have hear anybody say, I've got my obligation, I've got my responsibility? Seldom do we hear that. Right. But they do. They do have an obligation. They do. Just by virtue of being born in this country, we all have an obligation and responsibility. As you said, we didn't fight We didn't fight no bitter war for eight years. We didn't do any of that. We didn't starve death. We didn't freeze death. We didn't... Uh, have sleepless nights with mosquitoes and bugs eating us alive with no sleep, and the next day it's nothing but gunfire and, and hoping you get through another day of it without with promised pay with no money in hand. We didn't do none of that, but yet we're enjoying what we're enjoying the fruits of all of the sacrifices made by those people from back in 1775 and 1776. So I don't think it's asking too much of anybody to give up a little bit of their time and help. And, a, and team up with people who are doing these things. And for, for candidates that are running for office, um, get behind these candidates. See what you can do. If you've got somebody running in your area, in your district, find out who they are. Find out who's good and who's bad. And the good guys, call them. They need help. They want people that would help them. Maybe walk door to door and put some uh, hang flyers on a door or something or make some phone calls for them, maybe even some money. You know, it doesn't hurt. They, they, these campaigns need money. They need finances. Um, so, and, and, and I'll just, while I'm talking about campaigns, I just will tell everybody that's listening, if you want to go to my campaign site, which is jimtoms.com, you can look my site up. You can see what I stand for. Everything that's on that site is my words. I don't have nobody write for me. I don't memorize stuff. I don't rehearse it. I talk from the cuff. I talk on what I believe in. It's in my heart and my soul. I'm not in this for no personal gain other than I want to defend my liberty and my freedom. And that's what I've been doing for 12 years, hot and heavy, and I'm not going to let up. If the other side wins, if the liberals win this war of freedom and liberty, I want them to earn it. 
I'm not going to give it to them. I'm not going to crawl on my knees. And that's why I'm running for office. I've never held office before in my life. I'm real close now because I got through the primary. We are up for the general election. My opponent is a very ultra-liberal woman who I know would not support guns. In fact, her husband is a current state legislator, state representative, who told us when we formed our group up, I'll never forget his words, 11 years ago, when he looked me square in the eye and said, Jim, if it was up to me, nobody would own a handgun. I will never forget that. Now his wife is going to be my opponent in this uh, general election. So I want your listeners to understand that the opposition, they don't sit idle, they don't sit back and rest. They're constantly working. Even though we don't hear something about maybe we don't hear on the news about any new gun bills going on, any pro, uh, any uh, anti-gun bills going on, don't let that mislead you because they got them on the shelves. They work behind the scenes. They never let up. And when the time's right, they trip the trap. So for all your audience out here that's listening to this program, I encourage you to think about do some soul searching. Examine your conscience. Do you apply yourself? Have you ever dedicated just a little bit of your time to help your fellow American who's been working hard at protecting your rights? Have you have you ever decided that maybe it's time for you to maybe sacrifice a little time of your own and help him or her out? Well, that's what that's what they're going to have to do. That's what folks have to do. And I tell folks. <clears throat> And I know that our instructors, our shoot bosses, the folks at the events are telling folks every weekend, every weekend when they when they come to the events, I tell them on Saturday mornings and I tell them on Sunday evenings. And I especially talk to the Sunday evening folks because the uh, an apple seed event, especially in any type of inclement weather, is a is a really good way to separate the wheat from the chafe because when you've worked a uh, two long, hard eight to ten hour days. And you're still standing there on Sunday evening when the event closes. You can guarantee that those folks have separated themselves uh, from a good number of the rest of their fellow Americans. I tell them that <clears throat> the being an American is uh, is not given to you by virtue of a a filled-in blank on your birth certificate. That's not how it gets there. It's given to you by ensuring that every single day that you are making sure that your rights, your freedoms, your liberties are safeguarded. They have to be safeguarded. And you can't delegate uh, the the business of safeguarding your rights and liberties to anyone else. I don't care who it is. I tell them the folks that you cannot trust your mother or your father or your banker or lawyer or the milkman, your brothers, your sisters, anybody else. You cannot trust them to be sure that you're safeguarding to be sure that your rights and liberties are safeguarded. You have to make sure that you're doing it yourself. You have to make sure that you're doing it yourself. That is your sacred duty that's given to you by virtue of the fact that that you're living in this nation, is making sure that you yourself are ensuring that the rights and liberties handed down to you uh, from the Founding Fathers through the next 235 years to you are safeguarded, and that you're going to be able to hand them down intact to those who come after you. And it's not an easy task, and you can't you can't do it uh, you can't do it lightly. You have to make sure that this is uh, this is up at the front of your to do list. You have to make sure that you're speaking to your senators, your congressmen, <clears throat> that you and if you if you think that any senator or congressman 
has at the top of their list safeguard all the rights and freedoms of my constituents, then you've got a rude awakening because it's not. Uh, the majority of the number one to do as, on their to-do list is ensure that I get reelected, and uh, by any means possible. So you need to make sure that you are making known uh, your needs, your wishes, your desires to your representatives. And the only way to do that is to make personal contact with them. Now you can do it uh, just like Jim was saying. You can do it uh, by sending a postcard, by sending an email by talking to them on the phone, whatever it takes to make sure that you're speaking to them about this. You can go to the, uh, the town hall meetings. You can, uh, you can do – there are hundreds of ways to do this, but you have to pick one and you have to do it. If there's not a candidate in your area that is satisfying your needs, uh, that is safeguarding your rights and liberties, then it's your duty to find one. And, and something and then, else along them lines, Michael, and, and I'll have I have to go now, but I I'll, I'll just leave it with this with you. Along them lines, what you're saying and what we've been talking about is exactly right. Remember this too, folks. No matter where you live at, um, for example, me run for the state senate in District 49, which is the southern part of Indiana. Remember, it doesn't matter whether that legislator is in your district if he's in your state him or her, they're going to make decisions that's going to affect you, regardless of where you live at, by virtue of the fact that they are a legislator in your state, and they're going to be the ones on those committees, they're going to be the ones that makes up part of the legislature, they will make decisions that will affect everybody in their state, including all of the people who's listening here. So remember, it doesn't have to be your, if you're saying, well, in, in my area, I, I don't... Uh, you know, I'm not too worried about it. You know, I got a good guy. Or uh, remember that those somewhere else, if there's a legislator running who's going to be a threat to your freedoms, you can help people in that district. You can help them if they're trying to get a good candidate to run against a bad incumbent. You can help. You can do these things because it's you all have a vested interest in it by by virtue of living in that state. So keep that in mind and. Um, I'll um, I'll let it I'll I'll get off the line so other people can call in here, Michael. But I just want to thank you for allowing me to be on. I want to tell your friends again and the folks that are listening. If you want to check out our website, SecondAmendmentPatriots.org. That's with the digit two, SecondAmendmentPatriots.org. Go on our website and look and see some of the things we've done. And my campaign website is JimToms.com. But I appreciate you having me on, Michael, and. Uh, and keep up the good work. Keep the program going, and um, and thank you so much for allowing me to have some time to be with you tonight. Well, it was our pleasure, Mr. Tomes. And I put your uh, I put all the sites up that uh, I could get for your uh, for the different folks who have been talking to you. I put up your Facebook page, the uh, the Vote Smart Project page that you're on, the Indiana uh, Gun Owners, the Second Amendment Patriots. I uh, put all the sites up here for the folks to go to. <clears throat> I'm sure that uh, uh, that Hawk will be uh, will be bumping those through the show too because uh, Indiana has been a staunch supporter uh, of the Appleseed Project, along with the being a supporter uh, long before of of, of Indiana gun rights, uh, and at the same time for national you know advocating national gun rights, and uh, we appreciate the time you've given us and. And we'll be glad to have you back on again 
uh, as it gets closer so that you can give us some uh, uh, updates on this and let us know how it's going. And if there's anything that, uh, that folks can do individually, not as the Appleseed organization, but as individually, uh, to help you with your project if that's what they want to do. Well, appreciate it, Michael. Thank you very much. And, yeah, the, um, I, I might say I do have a PayPal account on my campaign website if they want to assist me there. But um, I thank you for allowing me to be on. And uh, please, um, uh, if it works out uh, later this uh, in this in this uh, season when we get in the closer to the election cycle, I'll be happy to come back on, okay? Certainly. And we'll be glad to have you. I'll be in touch with you. And, listen, God bless you. Godspeed to you and your campaign. And uh, and we look forward to speaking to you again. And then we look forward to hearing you announce uh, your victory uh, uh, this coming year. And uh, and we'll be see about what we can do about throwing you a uh, throwing you a party uh, as individuals, <laughs> not as an organization, okay. but as individuals. <laughs> okay. Well, thank God you, my friend. You, sir. All right. Okay. You take care. All right. Bye bye. Now th- there's a guy who is doing exactly what he says we should be doing. Uh, He's not just talking the talk. He's walking the walk. Uh, He decided that that somebody somebody needed to be a local uh, representative for his rights. And whenever he found that there was not one, he appointed himself. He didn't uh, he didn't walk around in a big circle or spend a lot of time uh, asking anyone's permission to do this. Hey, would it be okay if if maybe I... uh, Maybe I took over the job of looking over the the rights of uh, my fellow Indiana folks. He just saw a job that needed to be done, and he did it. I, I can't tell you folks how important it is in the coming months that you look very carefully at the people who you're going to select to represent you uh, in the government. Now, I'll tell I'll tell you the same things that I tell all of the folks who come to Appleseed, and that is. The president is not the government. The senators are not the government. The congressmen are not the government. All of the alphabet agencies uh, are not the government. The government are all you folks that are listening. The government are all those folks uh, who are standing in front of you at the apple seed events, at least uh, a small part of it each time. That's who the government is. We, the people of these United States. That's the government. You are the government. And you need to exercise care when you're selecting someone to represent you uh, in the, as your representative for the nation. Uh, it can't be just a person that, what, that has either uh, R or D in front of their name. Uh, you, need to fi- you need to find out who they are what they're doing, what they stand for, and then you need to make sure that they know who you are, what you're doing, and what you stand for. This is extremely important. I mean, extremely important, and it's what we are dedicated to doing. The, the whole project, the whole Appleseed project, <clears throat> is not designed as uh, as a social club. It's not designed as a shooting organization. I mean, it just so happens that we do teach the absolute best rifle marksmanship program in the nation right now. But, you know, the job that we're doing, or the job that we should be doing every day, could be done just as easily with, uh, with uh, baseball or, 
or basket weaving, anything like that, because we're not teaching people how to shoot in order to change the government. We're teaching people that they need to get involved uh, in order to change the government, in order to make sure that our liberties, our freedoms are safeguarded. That could be done with anything. And it just so happens that you're more likely to get folks willing to become involved in safeguarding their rights who, uh, who are also shooters or who also desire to become shooters. But the whole, pro- the whole purpose of the Appleseed Project is to make sure that we're going door-to-door uh, on our midnight ride, door-to-door, making sure that people understand that the, the freedoms and liberties the nation affords us are in danger. And they're in danger not just because of some current crop uh, of, uh, of government folks. They're in danger because they will always be in danger. They will always be under attack. I don't care who is in power. I don't care what year it is. It, is, it appears to be the, uh, the constant struggle of folks uh, to make sure that their freedoms and that their rights are safeguarded. There's always somebody who wants to be the boss of you and who wants to tell you everything that you can do or can't do. Uh, there's always somebody willing to take away your rights, and there's always plenty of people willing to give up those rights thinking that uh, they, will be, they will be taken care of in a cradle-to-grave fashion uh, by some institution. You need to make sure that you're doing everything everything within your abilities to affect the outcome of who will be or will not be representing you, the we the people, in the government. That means you have to take you have to take charge of your own uh, of making sure that you're doing it yourself. I mean, that's just that's the bottom line, making sure that you yourself are ensuring that the rights and liberties that you have when you go to sleep will be there when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> All right, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the uh, the with the Appleseed Project right now. We got a lot of folks working really hard to uh, to to do exactly what I was just talking about and. Uh, I'm going to bring on one of the uh, the folks involved in this. It's Margaret, and uh, she's going to give you some. She's going to make some announcements of uh, of what's been going on recently. I believe with the survey and stuff. Margaret, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Scout. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the, you let me come on your show tonight. Well, we love having you. Yeah. Give us a rundown of what's going on. Yeah, we've uh, we've posted the results of the survey. We surveyed the uh, shoot bosses in one survey last April. Uh, about the uh, events of the uh, April 17th, 18th shoot, and then we a couple weeks later we surveyed the red hats and the orange hats, and I have posted the results of those surveys inside the resources subform of the instructor forum. Uh, but the easiest way to get to them is just to go to recent posts and look them up. Right. Uh, so you can go in there and see them. I have um, the first 24 questions are posted as bar graphs. And then, as you recall, there were open-ended questions uh, toward the end of the survey. And uh, those are in Word documents that are attached at the bottom of the post. Okay. Uh, just, just so everybody knows, there were a couple of those 
open-ended responses that uh, I felt uh, identified the author too fully. And so I have redacted those. I've changed, edited them a little bit, and, and you'll be able to see it. There are square brackets and uh, my name there uh, indicating that I changed something because it is not our intent um, to be able to attach a name to any of those comments. Does that make sense? Sure does. Yeah, that, so you that, can get in there works. now. I think that'll get work in there. fine. Yeah. Okay. So you, everybody can get in there and look at all the all the things that everybody else said, uh, and you can decide what you think about um, about all that. Um, there are a couple of things that interested me. Uh, first of all, I was interested that I was not surprised by any of the results. Uh, I I sort of I had seen the things that everybody else talked about, and uh, I'd seen them either in the after action reports or in my own uh, in my own uh, you know experiences working at the April, so I I think that's a good sign. Um, the other thing is there are a lot of folks who thought that those events went very well, that the events of those two days went very well, and I think that's encouraging as well. Um, a lot of work goes into getting those that, that weekend ready to go, and, and there were a lot of successes. And uh, beyond that, um, it's interesting to see how many people are very interested in actual distance shooting and learning more about it and doing it. So um, that's also heartening. And I see a lot of I see a lot of that beginning to pop up on the forum. I see various states organizing uh, to get instructors out, out shooting together and to get that sort of thing going on. So I think that's good news as well. Right, and we um, have uh, we have a uh, a large number of. Did I just lose the? I think I just lost the the chat somehow by trying to uh, to talk type at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I posted. I I was posting the the. Uh, the address for the survey while you're I talking. I see them. They're there. And, uh, yeah, they're there. And something somehow my fingers touched something that uh, that made it all go goodbye. <clears throat> yeah, we have uh, as we're we're trying to make sure that all across the nation that we have locations for actual distance shooting and uh, and to make that available for everyone. Now you got to. You got to be kind of patient, or you have to be willing to drive a little bit of a distance right now to get to it. But I guarantee you, every almost everybody I know is working as hard as they can to make sure that uh, they have actual distance locations available uh, in as many places as they can uh, for the state. Because we can teach you everything that uh, all the skills and techniques at the 25 meter, but but we do want to make sure that you have an actual distance component available uh, at any and all of the programs that we can get to, and we're, we're working hard toward that. Uh, you know, I I just see I see a lot of good activity going, and I'm with that, and I'm I'm anxious to seeing you know the after action reports pop up as well. Uh, Willow Riff, I think, wrote an excellent after action report uh, from Florida's little event that P. Henry did, and. Uh, I always like reading his prose, so when I see him pop up, I go right over to read it. Um, but um, oh, I was going to say one other thing too. I just I want folks to know 
that we saw the concerns about um, and we shared the concerns about uh, the supply materials and about the fact that the stuff on uh, Madame, Mademoiselle Yacht Naughton didn't get out to everybody. Uh, so we have seen that uh, and learned from that. Uh, the one thing I'm concerned about um, that, you know, obviously I can't fix uh, by myself is the need for more instructors and more trained instructors and more red hats and more shoot bosses. We have got to use the summer to develop our cadre so that we can support what we want to do in April. Uh, does that make sense? Sort of oh, see where that's definitely. You know, we've, got, we've got to get that together. Well, and uh, everybody's got to pull together. Right, right. We should be working. Uh, of course, this is something that I've been I've been pushing for for a couple of years now, and that is we we should the the 211 shoot should be just about at least administratively, and uh, and the skeleton of it should be done uh, before the before the national volley of shots are fired on the 210 shoot. Uh, in order for it to be a success, we we certainly have to be looking way ahead, not just to next month uh, or the week after that or the month after that or three months after that. <clears throat> you have to be looking at your, uh, especially state coordinators, et cetera, you have to be looking at the plan uh, for your state. And it can't just be uh, the plan to double. We're going to double in size for next year. That can't be the end of your plan. Uh, your plan has to be uh, we have uh, 20 locations. We want to have 40 locations, all right? So your goal is 40 locations. Then the next line down is how are we going to achieve this? And then you write out the plan for how to achieve that. Uh, then you say, well, we'll have to have enough instructors to instruct at the 40 locations, all right? That's the goal there. Now, the next thing is your plan. How do we, how do we get those uh, additional instructors? And then be following that plan. And I know this is a big thing for each of the state coordinators to do because uh, it's hard just keeping track of the shoots, but but you need to at least have a plan in place. And I'm telling you that uh, that almost anybody that you contact uh, at uh, at the Appleseed program will be glad to help you with it. Uh, I'm certain that uh, I know that Moggett will be glad to help you with it, uh, or at least uh, <laughs> point, you in the, point you in the direction. But before I overload you here, let me make sure that I qualify that. If she, she will be glad to help point you in the direction of someone who can also help you with it. But we have to yeah, be looking I, I'll be at, very directive about that. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be looking at we have to be looking at a plan that stretches out uh, very far ahead of us. We can't be looking at just next week or or how are the shoots going to be coming up this next uh, month. We have to make sure that we're looking at way ahead of us. And uh, and you're working on the 211 uh, April shoots. How is that going? You know, um, we are actually, I have to tell you, there are actually two shoots for April 211 on the schedule now. Harvard and uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho are now scheduled. So uh, the other 48 states, you guys are behind, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that Harvard is uh, one of the first ones because that's, uh, that's one of the well, closest locations. Well, as it should be, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's as it should be. They should always be out front. Uh, and then... Uh, our uh, Western Rose, I guess, is behind uh, the Coeur d'Alene shoot, uh, so uh, that that bears her uh, enthusiastic touch. 
there are a couple of things that came up inside the survey um, that that also bear mentioning as part of the planning process. Okay. Hey, Mark. Uh, one. I'm sorry. I just I don't want to. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to uh, to let Sam know that I just opened his microphone, so I didn't want him to. I didn't want you to be talking, and then you hear a chainsaw, you know, or a bulldozer start up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show, Sam. Now I'm going to put I'm going to put Margaret back on. And let her finish. So go go ahead, Margaret. I was just going to say, when you when you when you get to planning your 211 shoots, um, several people have pointed out that uh, something that works really well is to have uh, a couple of shoots before the April shoot uh, that become promotional venues. Essentially, uh, you have people's undivided attention, and you can promote your April shoots. The other thing that shows up, and if you go looking down through the survey results and those open-ended questions and, that, and you read where people talk about what they want to do to prepare for next year, uh, you can see that there would probably be a lot of support for an IBC uh, in February or March, um, if, if that gets on the calendar far enough ahead of time for people to plan. Because folks are very interested in being well prepared for this, a very high level of interest in this. Uh, and folks want to do well. So those are two ways for, for the state coordinators who plan these events to support their own event if they can get it planned out earlier. Right, and I, I'm in complete agreement with you. What I, what the, my suggestion would be to the state coordinators is this. <clears throat> if you have a location that you know uh, is going to be in permanent rotation in your state, and most states have this, they have a, they have a, uh, a location that is, it's a pretty much uh, good to go, hardcore year-round location. Go ahead, right. go ahead and get that one set up. Go ahead and let's get that one in the books. Get it done. The other thing is is the having the events right before it, which is a perfect way to get the people involved. Because the folks, when they, when folks come to an apple seed, whenever you let them go on Sunday night, they are going to be as motivated as they can be uh, in, until the next event. That's, that's yes. the, the highest point that you can reach them at. You get a hold of those folks on Sunday and say, listen, now we're going to have our signature event this coming month at this location. We need your help. We need you to come back to that one and bring someone with you. That's the best chance that you have of filling the lines because they, they're motivated. Uh, while you have them good and hot, uh, Get them to commit to coming back to the uh, to the April shoots, because uh, the longer somebody goes, the more chance there is for them to for something else to happen for their, uh, their for their transmission to go out for the uh, you know who knows. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. by getting the folks the motivated, you know, right then and there is one of the best things that you can do. Okay, but make sure that the, I mean, the, yeah, those are the. Make sure that the the events that you know that are good to go uh, for the for this next year, go ahead and get them on the books. Get them uh, get them plugged in now, and uh, and start getting them staffed and promoted, etc. Uh, folks, yes. folks will be coming to the to the website. Folks will be looking at the uh, uh, at the schedule of events, uh, and we want them to see that there's something there. So make sure that you get those in there. Yes, yes, and uh, also, uh, you know, Illinois has got that big shoot at Waterman, that 300-person shoot, and hopefully they'll uh, they'll do some advertising of April as well. 
Anyway, one last thing. Um, we have some ideas about uh, uh, some uh, special things for next year's April uh, April event, uh, but I'm not going to announce them this week. I'm going to let you guys all remain in suspense. Okay. You'll just have to tune in. You'll just have to tune in every week for a while and find out when we're ready to announce uh, those new ideas. Okay. Well, that sounds really good. Uh, anything else you want to get out while you're here? No, that's great, Scout. Thanks again. It's always a pleasure. I really appreciate you letting us use your little radio show to announce our little activities. That's it. It's a great thing. That's what we're here for. Thank you, Margaret, and uh, thanks for all the work that you're, that you're doing uh, on the 211 shoots and the rest of the stuff that you're doing. We really appreciate that also. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye, Margaret. All right. Sam, jump in with both feet. Well, I just want to tell people that we have a really sharp team of folks who are out there working on staffing and promotions. They've got some things going on that are going to be good for Appleseed and uh, going to be good fun for everybody, too. One of the things that we're trying to do, every time I turn around, I see so many school kids got them a sticker on their bag, on the back of their book, on their locker sticking them on the mom and dad's cars, stuff like that. We're going to have us an apple seed sticker. And I need people's input on that. And I have put a thread on the board down there in promotions where it's open to everybody. And I like folks to get in there, take a look at what we're looking for, and submit some entries. Because Fred has promised me that if I don't have a sticker ready to go to the printer next Tuesday night, He's going to beat me to death with that clown bat, and I don't need it. <laughs> so I need some folks to get on there and get some inputs, because if I don't have some inputs, I'm going to have to do it myself, and nobody will like it. But well, I've, seen, I've seen some of the, the designs and stuff. I won't mention them because I, I don't know what you have out or anything, but uh, I've seen some of them. They look, they look really good. We've had some folks post some up there, and they are good. And we want to, we want everybody to get in there. We need all the ideas that we can get because it's not just going to be one sticker. There's going to be three or four of them. And we put it out to the folks at uh, WL3 and 2, but we want everybody involved in this one, so I really need them to put their ideas in there. We want them. Have you already posted some of the uh, the examples up? Some of them are up there, yes. The, the girl one? Uh, that one's there. We're hoping we can use that. Well, I it may be. A, I, I like. I really like that one, and I think it kind of exemplifies uh, uh, my experiences with women shooters at Apple Seeds. And uh, this particular sticker says, uh, "Shoot like a girl if you can." And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you that that does exemplify my experiences with a lot of uh, female shooters. Uh, one of the reasons is because they come there without any bad habits, uh, and they listen. To the instruction, and they just, uh, for some reason, they just feel that that since I'm the instructor at a course, that uh, I might know what I'm talking about, and they listen to the instruction, and they do it, and all of a sudden, bang, uh, they're shooting, uh, they're shooting uh, improved tremendously, and uh, and they do a great job of it. So I'm I'm really happy with uh, I'm happy with that sticker. I wouldn't mind uh, giving that one out to uh, a lot of the female shooters. Even to the male shooters. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I'll put one on my car. Uh, I, I'm not not ashamed to say that I've shot with a lot of really good ladies over the years, and, and I've had a few of them clean my clock. <laughs> and uh, that's just the brakes. I don't cut them any sprouts because uh, shooting well is not a sex-linked trait. It's not right. something that's only for guys or or anything at all like that. Women can shoot every bit as good as the guys. They don't need any extra attention at it. They do just fine. Uh, anybody don't think so, get a hold of Margaret Murdoch and ask her, okay? That's why they changed the rules in the Olympics. Yeah. Because they didn't want to shoot against her. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else you got? Give us some more. Well, I understand you're going to have some uh, some stuff going out there real quick. Uh, I don't know if you want to announce that tonight. I'll tell you that we're going to be uh, publishing a national flyer. And this is a flyer, a trifold flyer. Some of you have seen that uh, Texas trifold. It's quite similar to that, but it's uh, area neutral. And this is a flyer that we intend to uh, have people pass out. It's more family-oriented than the Swats are or the Dillons. Yeah, it's more appealing to a wider crowd. And... Uh, we're going to try and uh, put those out. We'll be sending them out to shoot bosses uh, in the boxes real soon and to the state coordinators, and they can pass them out to folks. It's one of them nice ones. You can fit two dozen of them in your back pocket while you're walking around, and when you do your elevator speech, and the guy looks like he might want to reach for a pen to write it down, you can just pull that out, put it in his hand. It's got the web address and everything right on it. Yeah, listen, you guys did a great, great job on that. And I want to see – I also want to uh... – uh, give Kirk Wheeler a pat on the back uh, for the Texas one that he did, and also for the the work that he did with the with the national one. Because I'm telling you, they they look great, and uh, and I'm glad that you have that we have the national one now. And <clears throat> I, I liked some of the other ones that we've done previously, but my uh, my grief with some of them was uh, that they had the uh, they had events dates etc. put on them. And uh, and or they were uh, they were a regional flyer, etc. And it makes it hard because I travel all over the U.S. Uh, uh, with the with the program, and I want I want a flyer that I can do just what you said, which is put in somebody's hand and say, here you go. Listen, I, maybe you don't have time to listen to my spiel, or uh, you know, or, or you're in a hurry, or there's no pen, etc. Here's a flyer. Here you go. Here, read this and see what you think. And uh, and that they can stay uh, uh, valid. Uh, whenever you have the ones that have the that are that end up being out of date, they're still good. But it just uh, in a way, it just seems less professional. You know, here's the one from last year. And you know, in in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm sure they're wondering, why don't we have one for this year? And uh, right, <clears throat> it just doesn't look good. It looks like you're not, not working and staying on top of things. Right, and I'm sure uh, and, you remember, uh, oh, my gosh, I, I can't believe that we did this, but we did, uh, was uh, the original SWAT uh, prints that we handed out. Do you remember those? Uh, well, actually, they, no. They had, uh, on the back, they had advertisement uh, from uh, from the that might have been questionable. It was from uh, 
from Richards. You remember Richards, uh, his uh, equipment supply? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, it was kind of referred to Swingin' Richards, and uh, that was on the back of yep. some of those that managed to sneak in, and uh, that could make it rough. So uh, making sure that we do have a flyer that can uh, that can go to everybody. They can go to the kids, go to the ladies, go to uh, anybody that you hand it to that's a valid national flyer. It's just a great job. It's something that something that we need to have, and uh, I'm sure glad we got it. I want to thank you, thank Kirk, and everybody else for for making uh, sure that Those other guys in promo did that stuff. Uh, I just sat back back here, and I'm, I'm just basking in the reflected light because uh, <laughs> those guys did that whole thing. All I did was sit there and, and talk with them on the telephone. Uh, they got their stuff together, and they know what they're doing. And another thing that we're working on, we're trying to put together a library of material that people can use at the local level. Now, we don't want people to have to go to big expense printing up a lot of local flyers, but we're going to put together some, some artwork and uh, some, some uh, testimonials and things that they can just literally cut and paste into a local flyer uh, to make work for them so it's easier and maybe a little bit cheaper for them in the long run. Right. And the nice thing about this trifold uh, is that it just so happens that you could take a sheet of paper and you could print something off on your computer, a third of a sheet listing a date and a location and a local contact, and tuck it right in the middle of this thing, and you can print three of them on one sheet of paper. You just split them apart and tuck it down the middle of this trifold, and it'll stay right in there. And that gives you a local connection for that trifold, and that thing will do dual duty for you that way. Right. So we can cut people's printing costs real, real heavy. Right. And for you state coordinators, shoot bosses, et cetera, uh, you can go to – as a matter of fact, I saw it today, uh, I think on uh, – when I was doing the – uh, prep for the radio show, I saw a commercial, I believe from Vista. Now, I know there's a lot of companies out there, but Vista was advertising, I believe, 500 cards for $5, business cards. <clears throat> you guys, the state coordinators and uh, uh, shoot bosses, etc., make sure that you've got a uh, business card that, uh, you know, that identifies you as, a, uh, as an Appleseed instructor, state coordinator, etc., that has a contact information for you and the website on there. And just like Sam said, when you get ready to hand out these flyers, uh, what I do is I, I just take a stapler and I just uh, staple a business card uh, into the uh, top corner of it so that when it folds up, it's in there. And that way, when somebody gets a flyer, they can go to the, the national website for the information, but they can also get on the phone right then and there and give me a call. And uh, that helps a lot because it's one thing to get folks to to go and try and dig for information and then figure out how to ask questions, et cetera. And it's another to make sure that you're there ready and willing to answer the call, answer the phone call when they call and let them know exactly where the event is and what they can do, how they can get there, how you can help them, et cetera. So make sure that you you have some contact information for you locally when you're putting these out. And uh, and Sam's idea of, of uh, having the one sheet of paper with the, the three, where you can cut it into thirds and slide it in there is an excellent one. Not my idea. Yeah, all them other guys on that promo team come with that. 
I'm just sitting back, basking in that reflected glory. Because <laughs> they, they're doing it all. Well, uh, <laughs> well it's, it's a great idea. And, and the, the main problem that we have right now at, with the program, uh, certainly there's plenty of, of, uh, there's plenty of things that we need to, to work on. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's an actual. It's a an infant. It's in its infant stage still. Uh, we're still at the the level of uh, preschoolers because we've only been around for a couple of years, and uh, I've never seen an organization that grew as fast as this one. So there's always uh, there's always some kinks to work out. There's always uh, uh, some glitches, etc. But the main thing that we need you guys to do is to assist in the promotion of the program. Uh, the way to get more locations for your uh, for your state is to make sure more people know that we need more locations for your state. The more the best way to get more instructors for your state is to make sure that people know you need more instructors for your state. The only way for them to know is to come to an Appleseed event and get the information. So you need more people on the lo- on the firing line at your event, and the only way. To get more people on the firing line at your events is to make sure that they know that you're having an event. So promotions is the key to the success of the program. With uh, with more people on the line, more people get the chance to hear that we need more locations, we need more instructors, we need more shooters. And when they hear about that, then you are going to get, uh, out of the law of averages, if you get one instructor for every uh, 25 attendees, that just tells you that if you're going to get four instructors, you need 100 attendees. So make sure that you're doing everything you can to push promotions for your events. And it's not hard, and and we give you guys, uh, we hit this all the time, uh, the different ways you can do it, with flyers, with getting on uh, local radio stations, with uh, posting it on community calendars, with uh uh, with sending out emails to uh, your uh, to your city, etc. Whenever I get ready to do a, an event in a city, uh, I'll look at the the uh, website for the city, and then on the website for the city, it will give the email address for all of the different departments. And it only takes about uh, ten minutes to send a pre-prepared email message to all of the departments of the city. There's 25 departments. <coughs> Those are the different ways that you can do it. I'm working on putting together a book that will list each and every way, and we'll go through it very, uh, very detailed. So it'll tell you click here, click this, click, click this, so that so that it gets easier. I know that uh, sometimes it's hard to to wind your way through uh, a certain promotions type process, but uh, I'm hoping that this will will help and we'll get more people into it. So. All the stuff that you guys are doing, Sam, are stuff that uh, anything that adds to the ability to make sure that we have the Appleseed uh, organization in front of folks is a good thing. Uh, Part of our goal is to set a nationwide climate about Appleseed. to get the nation to know about it through what we're doing, and then leave it open for the states uh, to scoop those people up. We don't want the states to have to go out doing the primary brunt of the promotion. 
we want to go ahead and prime that pump, uh, get people looking for an apple seed, and then all the state folks just have to get their hand up high and say, we are here, come on down. Uh, that, that's part of the goal for all of this. And uh, it's been slow, but, you know, things are moving everywhere. We're starting to get summertime and the momentum's coming back up, and, and these things are all going to happen. Oh, uh, you know, Fred's going to be on uh, Derry Brownfield here later on. Did you know that? Excellent. Excellent. And he, make sure that he's uh, getting a whole hour. Oh, man. They're giving Fred a whole hour. You can get a whole hour dose of Fred. Now, are we sure that we sure that's not too much? I, I think it'll come out okay. <laughs> it'll come out okay. But uh, y'all need to be listening to Derry Brownfield. I believe it's this Friday at uh, 10 o'clock Central Time. Uh, pop on there and listen. Call in, say hi, and uh, and tell Beth and Derry thanks. Uh, those people have been going out of their way. You're talking about people calling. Uh, we did a little show before the April 19th shoot, and and uh, Beth said, well, where do you want people to call into for information? And it dawned on me then, we don't have a phone number for anybody to call in. And Beth gave out their station phone number, and she and the ladies there at the station fielded telephone calls for us for the next two days, giving out information over to air for us. Uh, you, you can't ask for better support than that. So re remember who's buttering our bread. <laughs> well, be sure, and uh, I just put the uh, uh, I just put the uh, a request uh, on here for folks to for uh, for the folks to post the the time, the date, and everything, uh, and any other information they have uh, for the. Uh, for the show this Friday, you said, right? Right, right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring another caller on with us, too. I just got back. The, the chat, of course, has just been wandering out, around out in, uh, in Internet land for me, but it just opened back up. I'm going to bring another caller on. Rose, welcome to the show. Rose, are you there? Uh, area code Rose. 573. 573 is Beth. Oh, Beth? Oh, okay. I... Beth with the Dairy Brownfield Show. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, great. I just thought, I just got it from the chat, and uh, Rose had posted it. And, uh, not sure. <laughs> so, I'm just well, back, well, and I'm not sure if an hour of Fred will be too much, but an hour of Beth might be too much for everybody. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Beth, and, and give us a... Well, I've been sitting here listening, and that's kind of what I'm hoping everybody will do Friday. We're on from 10.06 to 11 o'clock every weekday morning, and we are nationwide. And if you don't have a station in your area, you can hear us on the Internet or shortwave. Uh, we are going to have Fred on. I'm going to have him tell me exactly how he came up with this idea of Appleseed. We're going to promote your 300-man shoot. And if, uh, what's it, um, what was her name earlier that you were talking to, Mogan? Mo, uh, Mogan. Mogan. Okay. Her April shoot, that might be a good time for her to reveal what she's wanting to keep a secret. And I'm hoping that we'll have a couple more shows before the 9-11 shoot to get 300 people on the line for you. Well, that's great. Now, listen, I, want you to, I, I don't know if you listened to the show 
I've been listening all after all evening. <laughs> no, I, I mean we because uh, no, it's my first time. I actually usually have meetings on Tuesday night, and that stops for the summer. So I thought I'd just call in. Well, we have a a uh, we have a we have a, a program that we we make sure that anyone uh, that uh, is trying to first of all trying to do the same thing we we are, which is to promote. Uh, to promote the the information flow of what you can do to help safeguard freedoms and liberties, but also anyone uh, that assists the Appleseed Pro- Project with this, as we try and and make sure that we give a, give them as much help as we can. And Dairy you guys been, have been helping ha- have been helping forever, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so we, we are always giving you guys uh, the uh, thumbs up. And uh, and Sam is always mentioning the show. The, the uh, Dairy Branfield Show, and we sure appreciate uh, the help that you guys have been pushing our way. Well, I attended one shoot. I was not one of those women that that put Sam to shame. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I won't well, blame my instructor. A... I will not blame my instructor. Only to his face. <laughs> no, but I. Um, Dairy has been fighting freedom and fighting and pushing the Constitution for over 15 years. The show will actually be 16 years old. But Derry is the founder of a network called the Brownfield Network. He's no longer affiliated with that. But uh, he has been in radio for over 40 years. And he has been fighting for the farmers and the ranchers with property rights and the things that go down on the farmers with NAFTA and GATT and uh, the things that are keeping our American entrepreneurs from from being successful because of all the rules and regulations. And you had a gentleman on there earlier that was is running for an office, and uh, you guys kept saying the word promote, and I'm thinking, yeah, we got to promote. People have got to vote for the man, not the party. Um, and freedom is never won. It is a battle every day because there is always somebody there to try and grab a little more power, a little more money, a little more greed, and uh, you got to fight for it. Yeah, the day, that you, the day that you take your finger out of the hole in the dike, it's over. Uh, there's always going to be a massive amount of pressure from the other side of people who are determined that they know better than you how to spend your money, how that you should spend your time, and are more than willing to dictate that to you. Uh, it's probably never going to end. So you better understand right now that you better make that a part of your everyday life, of your program. The um, the thing that uh, freedom is, is it is a constant battle, and I think that our founding fathers, they knew that from the get-go. And uh, it's more than, than uh, you know, we've been lulled to sleep in America. We've trusted these these uh, representatives and to to represent us, and they're not. And we put out a monthly newsletter as well, and uh, I'm in the middle of writing my June article. And it's going to be about how we we were sold a bill of goods, and then we forgot a bill of rights. That There's just so many things that go down, and we just listen to them, we accept it, and that's not the way it is. And uh, the movements that are going on this year, I hope in the last year and a half, two years, you know, the trouble's been here a lot longer than that. And I'm hoping that people are waking up, and I know that Appleseed is doing what they can to wake people up, and we have sure been trying to cry out (laughs) on the airwaves for a long time. But people don't want to hear. Sometimes they just don't want to know. They'd rather put their head in the sand like an ostrich. 
I don't know if an ostrich really does that, but we've seen pictures. So. Well, it, that's, the, that's the easiest way to deal with it. Now, if you ever, if you ever, uh, uh, if you ever decide that there is a problem, then you have the responsibility to do something about it. Uh, so it's much easier to say, to be in denial of it, because if there's a problem, you have to accept responsibility for knowing there's a problem and doing something about it. If you don't, then you don't have to do anything. You can get back on the couch. You can, uh, you can sit there and say, certainly someone will take care of this because this is too crazy for it to ever really happen. So I know that somebody else out there will be taking care of me. And you, you can no longer rely on that. Well, we always want to think that it only happens to the other guy. You know, yes. and uh, America is, you know, I remember hearing tales when I was a kid at how, you know, in Russia or in Germany, you know, those people didn't know what was going on. And today somebody was telling me they'd seen a, a news clip or something from overseas, and they were talking about things going on in America, and, you know, our jaws just drop open because we're not hearing that on our mainstream media. And we need to support the alternative news because, you know, you may not like everything Derry Brownfield says. I, I work for him. I don't like everything he says. <laughs> but, but there's a lot of guests that we have on. The, the gentleman that's running for um, an office that you had on earlier, he was talking about the Second Amendment a website. We get news from them all the time. They have been advocates with us for a long, long time. And uh, Derry's 78 years old, and he doesn't take a dime for this show. It takes money to run it, but he doesn't take any in his own pocket because he just feels led to do it. We need more patriots in this world like that, in this country. You know, How many of us are willing to actually make the sacrifice that our founding fathers made? Right, and and until it gets at home, you don't do anything. And you know, Brigadier Thomas, General General Thomas Sumter, he, he didn't want to do anything until it hit home, and uh, the British came in and burned his house. And then he was hopping mad, and they created a big problem for him. And it was those riflemen, it was those guys that came out and won this Revolutionary War. Right, and when if you were listening earlier when I was talking to Jim Toms, who's uh, who is a uh, uh, who has a Senate race coming up, is that uh, the uh, the folks in on April 19, 1775, if they would have had a choice of the two uh, of the option to either fight a bloody uh, eight-year war or to sit down and and simply write some letters to avert that war, I can guarantee you they would have picked option number two. Uh, and that's what we're presented with now, is the option number two, because the, the Patriots of April 19, 1775, took care of option number one for us. So now you're left with the, a very easy option number two, which is to sit down and write the letters, to make the phone calls, to send emails, and let people know. And if that doesn't work, then it's your duty to find somebody who will work, get the... Get whoever that is not listening to you, get them out of that job because they're supposed to be your representative. They're not supposed to be a figure of royalty that you visit on bended knee. They're supposed <laughs> to represent you and do your bidding. If they're not doing it, get them out of there and get somebody who will. Exactly. And we've been we've been given this bill of goods, this you know, been sold this bill of goods that we only have two choices, and that's not true. We have more right. than two choices. And we need to to vote that way. Well, you know, I've I was telling the folks the last couple of, of 
weeks, last couple of months, is that there are – now, of course, George Washington told us that the two-party system will be the death of the nation. And uh, it sure appears that that, uh, that might be a, a true outcome. But you need to make sure that when you're getting ready to, uh, to decide uh, who deserves your vote, that you can't just look at the prefix in front of their name. There are plenty of folks on each side uh, who you need to read what they are about. You need to understand who they are and what they say. There are plenty of folks with the little R designator who are not friendly to you. There are plenty of folks with the D designator who are willing to safeguard and defend the rights. And then there are plenty of folks that have, a, that have an I or nothing who are ready to defend your rights. Make sure that you understand who they are before you cast your vote. Yeah, we do have several here in Missouri that have stepped up, and and uh, we're doing our best to try and get them on the air and uh, see to it that we can promote them. But uh, it's got to be the voters. The voters have got to, you know, we saw in some primaries last week where they didn't. We had a gentleman on from Alabama that was definitely a constitutionalist. He was running on the Republican Party, but he did not win. And, um, you know, if they're going to put in, and that was just a primary, <clears throat> But they put in the incumbent that had already been causing trouble. And it's just, you know, if you're going to keep voting the same ones in, there's not going to be any change. What they say, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a, di- a change, expecting, yeah, a, different expecting a different outcome. Doing and the same we've thing been over doing and over that for a long different. time, whether you're voting Democrat or Republican. We keep putting the same ones in there time and time and time again, and we're not going to see a difference until we make a difference. And... You know, it could be that there's a lot of people on the line there at the shoots that need to be running for office. And uh, there's, you know, there's just a lot of people here that are upset, but we always want somebody else to do it. But maybe we're the ones that need to get up and, and start making the difference. You know, that's, that's a very interesting proposal. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever really uh, put that in front of the folks that way. And, but I think that I'm going to from now on, which is if you don't see someone, uh, if, they're, if the person who represents you is not doing their job, then you pick up the stick. You get out there and do it. And, uh, and Scout, you know, you know it's, it starts local. You know, you may not key. have to run for the federal representative, but you can, you can start local, whether it's with um, your, your school board, you know, the mayor in your town. We need to elect sheriffs that have some backbone, and you know we just we have to start local and be ready to take charge and take things back because it is states' that, rights. It's not it's not federal. It's states' rights. That's right, and that that is the key. And and we've talked about that several times. I think with well with everyone with Chris Knox with everybody is that it starts locally. You don't. Uh, unless you got some kind of good inroad, don't think that you're going to become a United States senator next week. But what you can do is just what uh, she said is you can pick the races that matter most to you, that affect you most, which is locally. That's where you have to start. The change has to be started locally. Uh, I'd like to uh, – I've even thought about the the, the local uh, agriculture uh, positions to me because uh, I'm a, a rancher also, and i got to tell you that the – the insanity running our uh, the agricultural programs across the nation is just drives me insane. So you know what NAIS is, don't you? Uh, 
Yes, it's a disaster. It's a. But did you ever hear anything on CBS, NBC, or Fox, or no? ABC? You're not going not to. A word. Unless the you hear about just some of the talking about it for four or five years. <laughs> right. Unless Warning you just hear about some of the fluke the cases. Right. Uh, some of the fluke or, or some of the uh, the the really fluke cases or something like that. But I'm telling you, I get uh, I get letters from the government all the time. I've got uh, I get uh, and they're right now they're just letters of we want you to do this, and I know from the, the tone of them, that the next letters are going to be, they're going to be uh, demanding. You better do this. Yeah, you're well, going you to know, do this, yeah. or we're going to put you, you know out You know why they uh, changed the wording in there to premise? I'm sorry, run that by me again? In, when, in the NAIS papers, they changed that. You had to sign a premise, a premise ID. Right. And... Uh, it's just, and then of course they say we've defeated it, but it's just like everything else. It's not defeated. It's going to take on a new face, a new name, and it's going to be the same old paperwork. And, right. I've uh, already received. Uh, uh, well, you know what? I even need to say that out, you know, out loud on the radio. Information. We've got lots of information on NAIS. I would love to share with you. You can just email me Beth at DerryBrownfield.com, and I would be glad. Give me your. Uh, I can send most of it through the email. But the draft, if you haven't seen the draft, I would have to send that through the old snail mail. So I'd need your address. But just, just okay. send me Beth, B-E-T-H, at DerryBrownfield.com. All right. I'll do that. And I'd be happy to share that because we have well, we have done a lot of coverage on the NAIS situation. Well, while I have you on, on, while I have you on the phone here, how about, uh, how about you agreeing to come and uh, – and and donate an hour of your time or so for uh, one of the uh, episodes in the future, one of the radio shows in the future. Would you be willing to do that? Oh sure, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've gotten uh, I've gotten. Well, like I said, I even hate to to have this recorded, but uh, I'll let this. I got a, a friend of mine got a letter, uh, or many letters from the government demanding <clears throat> you will give us uh, the locations of all your properties. You will give us the entrance gates and the combinations to the entrance gates, uh, on and on. I mean, it's a, a long list of demands. You will do this. You'll do it right now. Uh, you'll give us locations to every water spigot you have, every water, everything like that. And uh, Well, that all comes under what they call the Sustainable Development Agenda 21, which is a very large document, and it is to control. It is to control everything, and they can't have small farmers around here. And small ranchers, and you know why? Those are the most independent people you've ever seen. Right. We don't want independence in this country. We want dependence on a big government, and that way, they've got you. you know? Then you will. You, you are willing to... to turn things over. You are willing to hand them your guns. You are willing to do this, to do that, in order to feed your family. I mean, you can't judge others if they have hundred yeah. kids, you know. But we've got to remain independent. Yeah, we've got to have that attitude, way... an attitude of independence. I'm, I'm hacking my way slowly through the the document, the jungle of uh, Agenda 21, and I'm telling you, I, I've never seen I've never seen a document that attempted to to do everything, including pick out my underwear, the color of it, etc. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it's just it's hideous. And yet, this is what's coming. This is what is is in the near future, and nobody knows about it. You can ask anybody. Oh, it's already happening. It's already happening. There's already the things that, that are going on. You, you've heard of watersheds. 
I mean, these things are already happening, and they're all a part of that. Some of the re restrictions and the regulations and things that are coming down, they're all a part of that Agenda 21. And, of course, Derry knows it better than I do. And there's a gentleman called Ray Cuneo out of Sullivan, Missouri, and he is an expert on it. And NAIS is, is uh, Doreen Hannes that's an expert on those things. We have them on the air periodically, and we talk about those things. But we try to make this information as simple and easy to get for our listeners as we possibly can. But, you know, it's all on the Internet. If you want to look it up, it's it's not a conspiracy because it's right there yeah. in black and white. You can read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they've given up. They've said, you know what, we, we're pretty much, we can count on the ignorance and the apathy of Americans to that we can pretty much Whatever, whatever we want on here, including the enforced uh, genocide uh, of a great portion of the world. Because, number one, they're too lazy and dumb to read it. Number two, if they did, they're not going to do anything. They're going to they're whine, and, and, and that's it. And uh, the arrogance uh, of these folks is absolutely amazing. You know, I, we know it's there, but last year when we were – I mean the uh, – the uh, House of Representatives, the, the senators, they were getting bombarded with emails and phone calls. Do not vote that bailout. Do not vote that bailout. And Pelosi turned around and said, well, they just don't know. Well, what yeah. is it we don't know? <laughs> yeah, we just don't <laughs> that it know. it wasn't going to work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I think she was talking about her fellow senators uh, and congressmen and other government officials, they just don't know what's in the document because nobody knows because we're writing it as we go along and we'll we'll approve it before we read it and then uh, and then we'll go back and read it. Which Actually, is how government business have, is how government business people. is being conducted now. They have hired people that write those things. They don't even write them. Somebody right, else writes would, them and brings them in and then they don't read them and and you ask them something about well we haven't read it yet we haven't passed it well shouldn't you read it first? Right. You know? When I go get a loan at the bank, I'm going to read it first. You can bet that bank reads it. it. You bet that bank reads it before they give you a loan. Oh, you bet they do. <laughs> they read everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'd like to thank you uh, for what you guys are doing, first off, and then I thank you for calling in. I thank you for uh, for giving us the airtime on the show and for agreeing to come back. Uh, whenever I send you the, the information uh, and uh, by email and stuff, I'll – I'll get you to uh, to give me an and okay if you, on the if you didn't get my page. email uh, address verbally, it is on our website, which is www.dairybrownfield.com, and we also have a link to you on there. We linked up to Appleseed. I wanted everybody to know where to go to Appleseed to hear me talk about it. I've gone to some of these. Uh, I went to one place down in uh, Houston, Missouri, and they said, oh, you really liked shooting, didn't you? And I said, yeah, and I, I think I'm going to get a bunch of women together. Now, you talk about a bunch of greenhorns on the line, that's what it'll be. Or pink. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be on the line down in Osage again in October, but I'm going to bring some gals down with me, and we're going to have a good time. Excellent. <laughs> you well, need to come so shoot with me. Thank you so much, and Sam, thank you, Margaret, everyone. Uh, oh, yeah, thank that you was, so much. It was wonderful, Margaret. Thanks for listening in. And like I said, anybody's welcome to email me, and uh, we're on Facebook. I, I wish that all of – if everybody on Appleseed would join me on Facebook, it'd double my – my uh, uh, fan club, and I could, you know, justify it to Derry. <laughs> he's one of those conspiracy guys. He keeps saying, "Oh no, we're really 
there's it's just such a thing about privacy. I go, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Right. <laughs> so we well, need to get you. some fans in there. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone. And listen, we'll be here again thank you, uh, next Tuesday at the same time. Uh, remember to listen to the Derry Brownfield Show. Uh, and don't just Friday. listen to it. Yeah, don't just listen to it this one time. Make it a regular weekly event for you. And if you and can't it is do podcast. that, you can listen later. Right. If you can't do that, I put all the uh, the addresses up there for you guys for the archives. Go to the archives and listen to it. Uh, I really like the spin uh, that he gives from his point of view, especially for the for agriculture, ranching, etc. Because it's it's really close to my heart. And and any time that you can help someone else who is uh, devoting their time uh, to helping to preserve the freedoms and liberties that we hold so dear, that's your duty. That's what you need to do. All right, everyone, thanks again for uh, for tuning in. We'll see you the next Tuesday at the same time. Thank you, uh, Beth. Thanks, Sam, Mog, and everybody who called in. We'll see you this next Tuesday. Y'all have a great evening. All right, good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. What's that? I don't know. I just said good night. <laughs>